2: up raider nation your buddy murph back once again for another raiders fan radio conversation the host of the fan club blitz here on murph's fan cave podcast network he is also the host of a nation he is a rockabilly front man and he is the president of the new jersey chapter of the black hole welcome to the show chuck splatterhead mccann what's up chuck
3: what's going on murph thanks for having me again
2: absolutely it's been a it's been a while i think the last time we interviewed you uh, i had a different co-host
3: i believe so that's (laughs) right it was you it was you and sunny
2: that's right yeah it was me and sunny and uh sunny's the one that actually got in touch with you and got linked up with you guys and 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 the black hole and so that's how we got to know you originally and then since then uh you all have taken under your wing my uh my new co-host uh my uncle mosh he's now an honorary member member of your chapter of the black hole up there in new jersey
3: that's right representing uh jersey down in tennessee it's great
2: <laughs> and I don't think he's ever been to New Jersey other than maybe the Newark
3: airport. Yeah. We'll have to change that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to get together this season for sure, man. We would love to make a run up there to the, uh, to the cottage, man. And come watch a game with, uh, with, with you and your crew. But Hey, we're gonna talk plenty about the Raiders here in, in a little bit. But first Chuck, I mentioned just a little bit uh, at at the top there. You've had this incredibly cool rock and roll career, man. That's gone on for a long time. And last time we spoke to you, I don't even think we were aware that you had this entire past of playing in rock bands and all that stuff. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: All right. Yeah, I don't think we talked about it just because, you know, we were focusing on Raiders stuff. But uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily call it a career. Um, <laughs> it, you know, I, I guess maybe, you know, I spent a lot of money doing it. But uh, we, uh, I started a little band in Seattle back in, like, I think 1994, somewhere around there. Uh, called Los Gatos Locos, and we were, you know, we were playing music that was really popular in Europe. And I think there were only like three bands doing the psychobilly thing in the U.S. at the time. And uh, we wanted to confuse people, so we figured <laughs> we got a Japanese guy playing bass, three white guys living in, you know, the the Great Pacific Northwest. Let's give it a Mexican name and and really throw people for a loop. <laughs> And a lot of people thought we were, like, Mexican for a long time, especially when Psycho Billy got popular later on. Um, It got really popular in the Chicano community in Southern California. And a lot of those guys just thought we were a Mexican band. And uh, surprise, we're a Japanese guy and three white guys who can, you know, order food in Spanish, basically. (laughs) And I I did that for many years. We never officially called it quits. We haven't played in a long time, but we're, you know, we're still in contact and still talk about things. And after that, you know, I moved to Jersey and, um, I joined another band out here, the tombstone brawlers. And, uh, we put out a couple albums. So it's like two CDs out and we've toured extensively and played all over the place. And, uh, It was a lot of fun, man. And it's, you know, it's not really anything that I actively do anymore, but you know, I said, I would never play with the tombstone brawlers again. That was a statement I've made many times that you'll, that's something you'll never see. And, uh, last year I played with the tombstone brawlers again, because one of our, one of the band members passed away suddenly of a heart attack and they wanted to do a reunion show. And I said, I'll do it for that. And, uh, And then upcoming in September, after that one, I said, well, you'll never see that again. And uh, here we go. (laughs) Um, If you've heard our show, uh, the Fan Club Blitz, uh, we've had uh, Luigi from the original bass player from Suicidal Tendencies on. We've become pretty good friends, you know, chatting back and forth and, you know, phone calls. He wanted to come out here and play. And uh I was able to link him up with a show and the promoter was like can you get the Tombstone Brawlers back together and I said not a chance in hell but I did it and uh we're playing here in Jersey September 28th at the Stanhope House in Stanhope New Jersey.
2: Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So how is it uh how is it getting back together with the old band? Do you guys do like rehearsal sessions and stuff before do you just do you just hit it? You just hit the stage and go for it. And it's just
3: like you never stopped. No, no. We, we'll do rehearsals, especially with the Tombstone Brawlers, because it's, this is the original lineup that we did the first CD with. And then the second CD was a completely different drummer and a completely different bass player. Now it's the original guy, so we have to get together. With, uh, with Los Catos Locos, whenever we play on that rare occasion, you know, the band is all in Seattle. They get together, they rehearse. And then I meet them wherever the first show is going to be. And I just jump on stage and go and hopefully remember the words. But (laughs) those those songs are so like, you know, we were very significant. We were a very significant part of a very insignificant subgenre of music. (laughs) Um, So so everybody that's at the shows, they know the lyrics better than I do. So I, I, I can Cheat and just hand the microphone out if
2: I need to. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's great. So, so you're opening up or, or playing with, I should say, uh, with, with Louis Seidel, with Luigi Mayorga, who we know is a big Raider fan after hearing him on your show, which is really cool. Is uh, who would be the toughest band? Do you think would be to open for?
3: You know, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I have a, a weird attitude on music. Um, it's changed over the years that I'm older now, but I always said that I always wanted to be the supporting band because I wanted to be the toughest band for anybody to come on after. And, um, and, and, you know, that was always our mission was just whoever we're playing with, just blow them off the stage. Um, and you know, sometimes you accomplish that and sometimes you don't, you know, uh, I heard one, one guy say, and I don't remember what band he was in. Um, but he said, you know, when you're. When when you miss the mark on stage, or you're just a little off, nobody in the audience is really going to notice, right? But when you're perfect, everybody's going to remember that. Oh, um, and that's that's kind of that zone that you always want to try to get into. And it, you know, it takes a lot to to just get there. But the I I don't know I, I never I don't whoever I'm opening for I'm not intimidated by that. You know,
2: yeah. I. Anybody you wouldn't want to follow? Like, I've always heard a lot of rock musicians say, like, you don't want to follow ACDC. Like, that's the last band you want to go after. Like, is there anybody that you would be like, I can't, no, we can't go on after that guy?
3: Oh, man. You know, I mean, in our genre, like, you know, and like I said, in the the whole, like, punk, it's all kind of crossed over now. So, like, we're playing with a bunch of punk bands and not rockabilly bands, which is what I like. I'd prefer to do that than than play with, you know, just – six bands that all sound basically the same right right. so you know i mean there's bands out there i mean i'm into a lot of the older stuff so you know probably like a band like fear um which is an old 80s la punk band i think that would be really tough to come on after um you know uh black flag or actually currently, currently the band flag which is you know the originals sort of lineup minus the guitar player who's doing his own black flag thing. But the band flag, I, I would, I would, I would never even attempt to follow that. Um, but for the most part, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not intimidated by, you know, anybody. We just go up and play. We're all friends. It's not, it's not a competition.
2: Yeah. There you go. There you go. Reminds me of, uh, something like we talk about now in the podcast game all the time we're all here to like lift each other up. You know what I mean? It's a obviously different community. We're not performing live. We're, you know, performing our shows and sending it out there for the world to consume. But yeah, like why not lift each other up? Why not celebrate, you know, each other's creativity and accomplishments? And and uh, you know what I mean? Uh, so absolutely. So uh, it's it's speaking of that, I want to ask you about. So you've gone from. So this this long time rock career is on and off now you're in the podcast game you know we we got in touch when we knew we were going to branch out and start a a, a podcast network. We knew we wanted to turn our thing into bigger than just Raiders Fan Radio, and you were one of the first ones that we talked to about it. And uh, it's been such an awesome addition to the network. You guys are like the the anchor right there next to uh, to Raiders Fan Radio. Man, you've you've you developed your own community of people. Of course, we share a lot of listeners too, but there's I hear from so many people with comments that are just direct directed specifically at the fan club blitz. So, what's it like for you now? Because and and you've transitioned even to another show, which I'll ask you about later but but what's it like for you now taking your creative energy and sinking it into podcasting
3: it's it's pretty cool you know I mean I'm I'm comfortable you know with the microphone and and you know sort of speak in my mind but uh it's different you know because I don't have that live audience to work off of and uh you know it, it's it's different I'm really enjoying it it's a lot of fun it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time I mean my you know, I still have ideas kicking around. I, I had, I had done a few interviews with uh, not necessarily musicians, but people that were part of like these underground scenes, because from the, from growing up in like the, the Bay area punk rock scene, it wasn't the bands at the shows were just sort of the soundtrack to what was really happening. And they're, each city and region had this, like, one legendary, like, crazy person that, like, everybody knows, you know? <laughs> and uh, and and so I was getting interviews with guys like that for a podcast that I wanted to put out. And I have collected, you know, probably four or five interviews that I just haven't done anything with it yet. And I had done those before we started the Fan Club Blitz. And when you, you know, when I heard that you were doing the network, it just kind of, a you know, clicked. And I said, you know, wouldn't it be cool to have a show that just sort of talked to, you know, booster clubs and fan clubs and because um, there's so many of them out there and it, you know, and it's, it's always going to be 90% Raiders because that's, that's the language that we speak, but we like to have other clubs on as well, which we've had a couple of them and and it's been cool. Um, you know, and the theme of the show's deviated a little bit because you know, if I don't have a booster club or or a, uh, you know, a fan club that wants to come on or can come on, then we're not going to stop the show. So one of the things that I thought, you know, was pretty unique about what we do is that we actually record, you know, in the season during the games and nobody else does that. So that's kind of a unique twist on, on Raiders podcasting, too. And, uh, but yeah, it's been fun, man. I love it.
2: Yeah. That's It's really great to hear you guys do that. And, 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 and I want to definitely give respect to, to your co-host to, to Tom, uh, and, and Fitz and sometimes Potts and Bill Mackey and the the different characters that we hear kind of come in and out of the show. And I think that's, it's, it's fun because, you know, as, as someone who doesn't go out and drink in bars anymore, which. If I come to New Jersey, I'm drinking with you guys. I'm just gonna put that out there for the world to know. But um, <laughs> but uh, but living like listening to you guys on the show, it's, you could just hear the fun in it all, and it's it's a blast, man. It definitely it comes across, and and uh, and I and I think that's what what people have gravitated towards is this, it's just genuine. You know what i mean it's it's genuine and so if you can't get out and and go hang out with people and watch a raider game you can listen to your show and it's you know you get a a a pretty simulated experience so it's it's definitely it's very cool so how is how is that what is game day like for you all so you're the as i mentioned you're the president of the new jersey chapter of the black hole you have your gathering point which is the irish cottage in there in new jersey tell us a little bit about what your guys's
3: game day is like well, it, you know, it varies. It depends on where we are in the season and what the team looks like. We have our diehard regulars that are always going to be at the club, uh, whether it's a Thursday night game or, you know, a late game on Sunday. But game day is, you know, usually it'll be me and Chris Potts that show up there a little bit early at the cottage and we hang up flags. Yeah. At the front door. So any, any person that walks in the door, the first thing they see is a big flag that says you're in Raider country. You know, the bar has offered to give us the private room in the back, which is, which is a big space. And we really enjoy being in everybody else's space. We love being where the, where the people are sitting at the bar watching the Eagles game, but all they can hear are Raiders fans screaming and yelling (laughs) You know, and, and there's a little bit of friendly banter that goes back and forth. And I think you miss out on that if you exclude yourself. And I understand why some clubs like to do that, you know, but to each their own. So for us, it's it's an open environment. It's, you know, it's it's people bring their kids. It's family friendly. We have a swear jar that, you know, in case anybody slips up, they throw money into the cuss jar. Usually we walk in and we throw five or ten bucks into it right at the beginning. <laughs> just, uh, and that's it. I mean, we do 50 fifties, we raise money that we primarily use for whatever, you know, uh, tailgates or anything like that. And then we kick back to charity last year, the, um, our big charity was one of our members is the, uh, principal at a charter school in Newark, New Jersey. And Newark is, you know, an inner city, um, uh, you know, it's, it's up and coming, you know, it's all, it's, it's always been kind of a rough city, but you know, it's, it's, it's going through the gentrification stages and everything else, like every other major city in the country, but it's still a, a primarily black community. She runs, she runs a charter school there and we were raising money to build a, uh, you know, build a stage and some outdoor equipment for the kids to use. Um, so we took all of our fifty fifty stuff and our tricky tray money that we did. We gave that to her. And then, you know, anything else that we raise typically just goes into. We'll do a tailgate every year. Last year, we did the tailgate in Baltimore. This year, obviously, we have the Jets game. Uh, the year before that, we, we co hosted the tailgate in Philadelphia. So we're, uh, you know, we, we, we need money to do that because our tailgates are free.
2: Well, that's awesome. And I want to ask you about that Jets game, but before we get to that i want to i want to hit something there that something that i've learned and and, and and maybe you did as well and i know a lot of our listeners have learned since having you guys uh, be part of the network and listening to your podcast every week raider nation in terms of fan clubs and booster clubs do it completely unlike any other group of fans in the i don't know about the world but i'm going to say definitely nfl fans in this country in the terms of that it's 365 you're giving back to your communities. You're doing much more than just hanging out together at, at, and, and eating chicken wings and drinking beer. And I think that's uh, something that's, it's, it's, again, it's, it's unique to Raider Nation. And it was a, it was a really pleasant surprise. Uh, frankly, I didn't expect it. I didn't, I mean, I knew how hardcore Raider fan is, obviously, but I didn't realize to what extent and also the charitable portion and the give back and the community focus That was that uh, that I wasn't aware of. Was that new to you or or is that something you kind of came to as you all started evolving as a club?
3: What wasn't new to me is that uh, Raiders, especially the booster clubs, it wasn't new to me that they were all involved in in charitable work because that's that's part of the stipulations of uh, becoming an official booster club. Ah. But what. And and we're not an official booster club. The Black Hole is a fan club. It's completely different. We're not. We're recognized by the Oakland Raiders, but we're not, you know, sanctioned through them as a booster club. And you know, we just do. We we operate under a different umbrella. It's also one of our stipulations that you be involved in the community in which you operate in. What was new to me after interviewing fan clubs from other teams was that that's completely foreign to them that they're, you know, that's just not a thing that they're, you know, they're really not active in the off season. You know, we talked to the, the, the dolphins club and they've got thousands of members um, that go to the, that, that meet up in New York, not far from where the Raiders club meets up uh, the silver and black empire. So the dolphins club, incidentally, that, that bar that where the dolphins fans meet in New York is owned by the brother of one of the owners of the Irish cottage end. So that that's a weird connection. Oh, okay. But, uh, we talked to them, we talked to the, uh, yeah. Like for instance, what, what I was getting to is that club during the off season, they spend the entire off season planning for their tailgate at, at MetLife and you know, other clubs, they don't even really see each other in the off season. It's just a thing where they get together and, and hang out and watch football, which is cool. I don't have a problem with it. I think, you know, that's great if that's what you want to do. Um, but, yeah, Raider, Raider Nation, uh, you know, we have, a, we have that stigma. We have that, you know, that bad boy, you know, sort of outlaw uh, image. Um, and, and one of the ways that we – and we embrace that, the dark side as well. But one of the ways that we combat that is by doing work in the community and letting, and showing people by action that we're we're you know we're just football fans, we're we're good guys and we're here to help and uh, it's you know that's important to, it's important to the black hole and it's important to the Raiders organization which is why they do it with their booster clubs.
2: That's an awesome sentiment and I I totally agree. One of the things that really of course, Sonny and I talked about this early on, but even uh, more so since Uncle Mosh has come on and, and, and taken over such a big part of our show is that, you know, you can be a Raider fan and you can be a tough guy and you can be big and tatted up and hardcore. and all that, But you don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to not have fun. You don't have to not be, you know, respectful of your fellow man and charitable. And all. you can be all of those things and be a big badass at the same time. Like those things all can coexist. And I think that is
3: an important message. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, just growing up where you and I grew up, there, there's a lot of big tough guys in San Jose and San Francisco and Oakland. And they also, you know, a lot of those guys do a lot of work in their communities too. It's uh you can be there's, there's, there's a, there's a duality, you know, not everything is, is, is black and white. And, uh, yeah. So we have fans that are, you know, big tattooed biker looking guys or whatever. Um, But they're going to go out and help pick up garbage in the town and, you know, do something to help feed kids. And uh, and then they're going to get crazy on Sunday, (laughs) you know, watch football and put on war paint, you know. But but again, every fan base in every sport has its share of knuckleheads. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they don't represent the. the the majority of fans of any team, you know, you you get guys that show up at the tailgates at eight o'clock in the morning and start filling themselves full of alcohol. And, you know, they're not professionals like me and Fitz who do that, you know, every weekend. So (laughs) they, they can't handle it by the time the gates open at one o'clock. And, uh, and then there's always the banter that goes back and forth and it can be a bad mix. We control that, just by you know everybody that comes to our events knows that it's just not going to be tolerated you know if you act like a knucklehead you're not going to be welcomed back right we don't have that issue you know everybody comes has a good time some people get a little drunk and that's okay as long as they're they're not bothering anybody and they're having fun we don't mind
2: there you go so so talk a little bit about that tailgate so you got um and i don't know if you've got any left it's been a minute since i you you and i spoke about it but you all have been selling tickets to the, to the game against the Jets coming up this year, and so you, you've got a block of tickets there at MetLife. It's going to be your crew. It's going to be Kenny and, and uh, Kane from, and I don't know if Che's coming out there or not, but the guys from the Pillaging Podcast anyways. Uh, it's going to be some of the OG Black Hole folks are coming out. Like, you've got a great group of Raider fans all sitting together, plus you guys are hosting the tailgate, as you mentioned. So tell Raider Nation a little bit about that and about how they can get a ticket to the event.
3: All right. Well, so we we worked out a deal with with the New York Jets organization, mainly through uh, our friend Rose that I mentioned, who, uh, you know, has the charter school in Newark. She's done some charitable events through the Jets and uh, put me in contact with her rep there. And he was able to block us off um, a a section of seats uh, for 76 people. We've managed to sell about 53 of them now and we've got about 10 other people that I have tickets on hold for up to a certain point. You know, you got to pay me or I'm selling the tickets to
1: somebody else. <laughs> yeah.
3: We don't have the physical tickets in hand because of the way our contract is with the Jets. We make payments to them bi weekly. Once we're paid in full, all those tickets will come directly to me because he doesn't want to be, you know, you sold them, you get the tickets and then I'll distribute them to whoever, you know, paid us. We've you know, so we've sold, I think, fifty three, fifty four. I have to check my email again because they, you know, they come in sporadically. So we still have some tickets left and uh, there's sixty five dollars each. No fees. They are upper tier nosebleed seats at MetLife Stadium, which that's a recent era Super Bowl stadium. There's not a bad seat in there. I mean the jumbotrons are ridiculous. The, and you're going to be sitting with 76 Raider fans. Well, one Jet fan because we, we we let Carlos come in there. With this, <laughs> he's 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 married to Rose, so it's uh, and uh, he, he's going to have fun. We're sticking him right in the middle. I was just going
2: to say, I hope you put him <laughs> right in the middle, of everybody. That's perfect. Smack
3: smack dab in the center. But uh, so the, yeah, so those tickets. Um, you know, I, I was telling people to just PayPal us at FanClubblitz at Yahoo dot com, but I, I suggest you email me first at fanclubblitz at yahoo dot com. That way uh I can you know, you I can confirm that we still have seats available. And yeah, there's no fees on top of it, so it's sixty five bucks. You know, and I just tell people make sure you use the send money to a friend thing because otherwise we get whacked with a fee and then we're then we're we're in the red.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And then you're going in the hole for the tickets, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Then we're
3: going in the hole for the tickets. So we have yeah, we have that going on. Um, we also have uh this you know, North Jersey silver and black stickers that we're selling. That's helping to pay for the tailgate. Those are two for eight at the same PayPal address. And tailgate is uh you know, there's a lot of events going on, you know, Raider nation is there's booster clubs. There's just in this area alone. Um, you've got silver and black empire in New York city. You have the New York city black hole, which is in Staten Island in New York city. You have the Jersey shore booster club, which is only two hours to the South of me. The very, also very close to the city. Is that Villapiano's um, club? Yeah, that's, that's the club that, that Foo started. Okay. Um, And he still gets together with them occasionally. He's not, you know, active there every week or anything. But that's a big club. Um, You you have the Philadelphia chapter in a black hole. New England. New England Booster Club. You've got clubs in Rochester, Syracuse. So everybody's – York PA, of course, and then Lehigh Valley PA, which is only, you know, 45 minutes from me. Uh, there's, I mean, this place is just Raider thick. It's crazy, and everybody's converging on this. And so the, you know, Silver and Black Empire are doing a tailgate on their own, not on their own. They're, you know, they're they're inviting all Raiders fans as well. And and then the Black Hole chapters are doing our own Black Hole tailgate. So you know we're separate, but we're we're all cross promoting and helping each other out. And you know Raider fans should have options. So i don't have all the details on their stuff but for our tailgate you know uh, it looks right now like we're going to be in lot l but i'll keep everybody updated on social media and we're going to be serving jersey breakfast sandwiches soda water beer lots of beer and then the staten island crew are coming in from staten island new york with some homemade baked ziti and stuff like that oh so oh my
2: gosh
3: yeah oh we, man we're keeping it regional. You
2: know? oh, that's the best. Oh, man, yeah. I, I wish I could be there so bad. That sounds like just an absolutely perfect freaking tailgate and, uh, and and time at the game, man. That's going to be amazing.
3: That's oh, going to be great. We have DJ Mike, the president of the Philadelphia Black Hole Chapter, is going to be uh, DJing at the tailgate. Uh, he's donating his time for that because he loves to do Raider events. And, uh, you know, so that tailgate's being hosted, you know, by – the New Jersey chapter of the black hole, the New York city chapter, the Philadelphia chapter and the new England chapter. We're all working together to put that together. So it'll be in lot L we take donations, but we don't charge anything. And we ask people don't bring any, don't bring beer. Please don't bring beer because we're going to have so much beer. Just drink what we have. We (laughs) uh, We end up having to stick it all back in the cars and bring it home. And, you know, I was walking around Baltimore last year just handing out 12 packs, like, please take this beer.
2: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Wow, man, well, that's going to be great. You guys going to have a great time. So, yeah, Raider Nation, if you're headed up there, definitely uh, hit Chuck up first. Make sure that there's a ticket available, and then uh, and go join him there at the tailgate. So uh, so I guess we sh- we should talk about the team. Um, he, he, I, let me go ahead and ask you a little bit, Chuck, about your uh, – Kind of your expectations about the for the Raiders here in uh, in, in 2019, we're two preseason games in, and everyone's freaking out, myself included. Like, oh my gosh, this team actually looks pretty legit.
3: Well, we look definitely legit against possibly the worst football team in the NFL. <laughs> um, but <laughs> perspective, huh? <laughs> perspective. I, I, you know what? My expectations are that we're going to be better than last year, and uh, and if we outdo those expectations, I'll be really happy. But I do expect that we're going to field a team that looks that doesn't resemble what we saw last season. Um, I, I I'm excited. I, I like the way that these uh, rookies look. Um, I love the veterans that we brought in. You know, everybody was a little hesitant about Berfich when we brought him on, but he seems like he's just turned into a defensive leader, um, which is what we need. Um, I'm excited
2: yeah it's gonna be good it's uh, me too and i'm trying to keep it in perspective you know i really am genuinely trying to remember okay this is just the preseason and yeah it was just the cardinals and all but it it just seems like we're operating with a different level of crispness to the to the team that we just hadn't had in a while and then of course and then you add hard knocks on top of it and it's hard not to get fired up and watching that so have you have you been have you been watching the uh, first two episodes
3: oh yeah multiple times Yeah, tom and i watched the first one together live and uh, then you know I watched it again three more times, and then episode two I've watched twice now. <laughs> I love it. You know, it feels like football season's already started yes, for me. Yes, like it's and, and it you know it goes right up until the brink of the season. So it's like uh, okay, the the I'm 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 in Raider mode now. You know, I'm in my Raider gear every day now. I got my Stabler shirt on now, and you know. I'm 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 just I'm I'm strutting I got some I got some some swagger nice uh, uh, (laughs) but again you know who knows like I I expect they're gonna be better that's all I'm gonna say I can't you know I can't predict what's gonna happen I mean I'm not gonna act like the 49ers fans and get all excited and I'll I'll steal this from Fitz but oh 49ers fans got super excited because they they stopped a bunch of guys that are gonna be working at Home Depot in two weeks from getting the first down (laughs) All right. good for you <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the so. truth that's the thing like i heard somebody the other day on social media of course can you can hear anything on facebook after a football game but they're like oh i don't know looks like we got you know we kind of let off in a little bit in the fourth quarter that cardinals game i'm like there's not one of those guys are going to be on the team like right like well, let's not worry about what happened in the fourth quarter let's let's if we're going to look at anything look at the first quarter
3: exactly yeah yeah, exactly. You know, we got to see Carr come in for for you know a couple of plays, and it ended in in the touchdown, and that's all you need to see out of him. Um, you know, get the starters out there for a little bit, and I would be surprised if we see them again. You know, uh, maybe yeah, for yeah. a second, maybe for a second in Winnipeg, just because it's in Canada and the NFL is trying to you know do whatever they're trying to do with having these games in multiple countries. <laughs> but uh it, it's you know i i would be surprised if we saw the starters again and everybody's freaking out about you know a b uh a b's going to get on the field and he's going to be antonio brown and that's that's all i expect i who want you know, well when's he going to hit the field week one he's going to hit the field he's not going to hit the field in the preseason hey, uh, hey man
2: dude and i've been saying that for the, this whole time i'm like it, everyone got so freaked out and i look i admit to i it had my attention as well. And I'm like, okay, like, is this, are we making much ado about nothing here? Like, what's really going on? But it was not coming from Antonio Brown. It was coming from, mainly from media sources. But at the end, at the end of it all, I just I kept the mindset that the Raiders said from day one, this guy is not going to play in the preseason. So until
3: it's week one and he's not on the field, none of this matters. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, when he is on the field, he's a difference maker. Nobody can argue that. I mean, maybe some Steelers fans are gonna argue it because they're you know, that's the way they deflect um, yeah, his body. Exactly. Oh he sucks. He sucks. Well, yeah, okay, he sucks. He's gonna that. walk <laughs> off
2: the field and straight
3: into the Hall of Fame, but yeah, he sucks. Exactly. Yeah. Um so I you know, I'm excited to see him out there. I mean, I I was excited when we, you know, I gotta remember where I was, you know, a couple seasons ago when we brought beast mode on and we were i was like oh this offense is gonna be unstoppable and then it wasn't it was (laughs) stoppable um
2: it was very that was you know what that was the year that I I, I announced that I've officially uh, uh, r- released the Raiders from uh, burden me, burdening me with expectation that I was never going to go into a season again thinking that okay this is our year or we're going to be this or we're going to be that and I and I, I and I echo a lot of what you said about like we're going to be, be look if we're not better then I don't know what else we could have done to get better like we have great coaching we have great players we have you know like there's a lot of positivity on the horizon for this team i don't know what else they would have been capable of i mean some people can throw mac back in our face or whatever else but aside from one or two maybe small things that i don't know if that's a small thing even but maybe just one or two things you could point at i don't know how you not get better i don't know how you not improve over four wins so so they have to be better. So I'm with you. Like, the expectation is this. They're going to be better than they were last year. I don't know how much, but they have to be better.
3: It's almost if impossible. For, if, if you know, if they're not better, if they're not better than they were last season, then, then either Carr sucks or Gruden sucks. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know how else to explain. <laughs> and I don't believe either of those things to be true. Exactly. So I can't see how they – possibly come out and 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 have the same results they got last year Absolutely. I just I don't see it I, I you know I mean and again okay we got rid of Mac and you know what my response was 30 seconds after that happened now if we didn't get rid of Mac we wouldn't be in the position that we are right now nope we wouldn't we wouldn't have gotten these you know killer you know rookies in, in our great draft position. We we, we 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 wouldn't be looking at and we wouldn't be talking about Antonio Brown right now. We wouldn't have had we would have been in the position to get Antonio Brown for the I mean, you know, yeah, for, Trent,
2: for, Trent Brown and Lamarcus Joyner and Tyrell Williams and you look at all the the, 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 the players that we've brought on, none of that is possible. None of that's possible when you commit ninety million dollars in guaranteed money to one guy.
3: Exactly. And I I still see Raiders fans crying about Cooper. I'm like, what are you talking Why? about? Yeah. I don't understand that at all. I'd rather have Crabtree back. Yes. If I'm, being, if I'm being completely honest, I'd rather have Crabtree back than Cooper. I, I don't want either one of them back. But if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd probably take Crab. It, and isn't
2: it funny how now, and then you look at the Cowboys, and you got Dak Prescott wants $40 million a year, something stupid. Ezekiel Elliott's out of camp. And Amari Cooper's wanting to be the highest-paid wide receiver in football. And I'm like, <laughs> glad that's your yeah. problem. Y'all have fun with exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Because that would have been our heading. Exactly. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely.
2: It would, uh, so, yeah, man, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chuck. I'm I'm excited about this year, man. It's it's going to be fun, and, and uh, man, hopefully we'll be better. So, all right. So, I want to ask you. Uh, appreciate your time today, first and foremost. I know you got a lot of podcasting going on today, and you guys are probably brewing today and doing all kinds of stuff. So
3: speak- now I'm off, I'm off today. Today I'm am the family they Just opened up. There's a there's a huge. It's about an hour from here. There's the largest Japanese supermarket outside of Japan. And we go there every once in a while, but they just opened a Japanese dollar store in the same place. So my wife's very excited to go there when she gets off work today. So we're going to we're going to take the trip to uh, Edgewater, New Jersey and hang out at the uh, Japanese market and buy a bunch of, you know, tchotchkes. (laughs) A bunch of. uh... (laughs) bunch of junk we don't need i was just gonna and, say
2: you'll find a bunch of stuff you didn't know you couldn't live without and just go and but, load up but I'll, man.
3: but I'll get some cool japanese uh beer or sake or something to review on uh, on both the shows so. mean,
2: well and i'm glad you brought that up because i do want to ask you before we let you go about inebri nation that's the other show that uh that you all have started and that is on the crow's nest podcast network uh that's with uh with kenny and those guys over uh with the pillaging podcast so tell us about inebri nation
3: so a Nebra nation was born out of the fan club blitz, uh, receiving press passes to a beer festival. And, uh, perfect. We, we were like, you know, there's a lot more fans of alcohol than there are of the Raiders. <laughs> and we can probably get people to send us free beer and stuff if we do this. So we said, let's do a, let's do a podcast. That's just us drinking and talking about drinking and having fun, you know, Kenny and Che, uh, they were talking to us, you know, uh, you know, when they heard we were going to be doing that and we were like, well, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's, 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 uh, let's run it, you know, with the crow's nest because we can, we can be foul mouthed and, and belligerent and, uh, and that's it, man. We talk about booze, you know, we talk about brewing booze. We talk about, uh, cause Tom and I brew, um, you know, we're, we're really seriously thinking about, you know, looking into opening up our own brewery at some point in the somewhat near future. Whoa, It's, yeah. uh, it's just got to jump through all the legal hoops and find the financing and all of that. But it's, it's, it's a plan that we're seriously discussing. And, um, you know, we visit breweries, we visit distilleries, um, funny stuff. Tom, Tom, you know, he took a week off work and said, I'm going to the shore. He's a big fishing guy and surfing guy. Well, he doesn't surf anymore, but he, uh, he, he went on a road trip on his own and he took his little microphone that plugs into his iPhone and, you know, went to a few breweries down there. He posted on Instagram that he was going to a distillery in Cape May, New Jersey. So he goes in, he's like, I'm there drinking. I'm talking to him. The next thing I know, they just keep bringing me out all these free drinks. He's like, and I'm sitting there getting wrecked, you know. <laughs> so I happen to be emailing back and forth with a guy who owns the distillery up here by us. And I was like, ah, Tom's down at, a, you know, Naughty Distillery in Cape May. They're getting him wasted. And he writes me back. He is actually, that's me. He saw that Tom was going to be down there. So he called them and was like get that
1: guy wasted
3: oh no way it's like yeah so it's like like we're we're in this network of like booze now that's pretty funny um but yeah that's the show man you know we try and uh we try and do that once a week and it's a little easier for us you know yeah you're unfiltered well not only that but you know raiders content in the off season is oh, a little
2: bit tough yeah yeah <laughs>
3: And then, and then, you, <laughs> and, then you, and then, and then you find that like the booster clubs and everybody like, they're all like, everybody's on vacation, taking their kids to Disney world and stuff. So, you know, we, we, we haven't been able to do weekly fan club blitz episodes. We could start getting back into that now because we've got hard knots. We've got the preseason. We have stuff going on. Um, but you know, it's given us the time to like, okay, well we can do an Nation every week. It's, it's easy. And, uh, and then I have full control over that. I mean, we're on a network, but I, you know, I, I can, I'm, I'm actually hosting it and we're, uh, you know, we're doing everything ourselves. It's just, that's more of a network where we just kind of support each other's shows and promote each other I got you. As, so it's a little different than, than, you know, what, what we're doing at Murph's fan cave
2: right right so. right okay well good deal man well that's cool stuff chuck yeah that's 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 awesome and uh yeah definitely check them out and and, and y'all there's a and there's a bunch so you're on your own feed then so folks right. want to listen to a neighbor nation they just look at look up a Niebuhr nation on google play or apple or whatever their podcast services
3: yep spotify you know whatever whatever you guys are listening to your podcast on you can find a neighbor nation okay okay good deal yeah definitely yeah check. If, if you If you look up the crow's nest, you're only going to find the crow's nest show. You're not going to find, you know, it's not going to be like if you go to Murph's Fan Cave, you're going to get all the shows. So you have to, you know, individually. Uh, subscribe to each of our shows I got you
2: okay all right well check them out check out an nation it's these guys unfiltered man and it's it's definitely a lot of fun so if you ever want to know what they sound like in the fan club blitz without all the beeps and a little bit more free flow to their content uh, definitely check it out it's a fun time and so and I appreciate all the work you, you put in and you guys are it's funny how it's uh, it's kind of evolved it's like I think everybody's kind of conditioned now to uh, to the uh you know to the to the language restraints that we have but uh, it was funny it used to, every time that that it comes up and i always get such a big kick out of it It cracks me up when it will be like oh sorry murph or be like ah murph you deal with that one you know or
1: whatever, or
2: whatever it is whatever the reference may be they always all crack me up man it's always so funny just the fact that there's an awareness of it just makes me laugh man so we appreciate you guys
3: if you notice when the show's just me and Tom, we ha- we seem to have no problem controlling ourselves. But then w- once we bring Pots and Fitz in there, it's just like forget it. They ca- <laughs> they they can't do it, you know. They're just they're, there's just too much jersey in them that they just can't uh. stop
2: it's so funny the day the the clown horns and the car crashes and all that stuff man, there's there's sometimes man because i always listen to your guys you know as soon as it goes up and i just it just cracks me up man so anyways so I, I want i want to reiterate that again too i really appreciate not only what what you do uh for merce fan k by generating the just great shows uh you know either every week or every other week or however often you guys are able to do it but to all your guys and getting together and, and putting that stuff out you know doing a doing a podcast is is you know a little inside baseball for anybody that's that's listening doing a podcast it's easy to flip on your iPhone and record your own voice it's hard to put together a show cuz to me a show is produced and you know look we don't you know i'm not a pro by any means but we do have a certain standard that we want to have in terms of show quality and you guys nailed it from the very beginning from your music to your you know your sound bites to everything you guys have done you could definitely tell you put work into it you don't just flip on the microphones that you actually you know whether that's you know just the recording piece and then you chuck with your editing or whatever but i just want to commend you guys and thank you very much for what you do because like like i said it's been a great addition to the to the network
3: well thank you i mean and that comes from years of playing music, too. I don't want to put out substandard stuff, you know? So we, 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 we work at it, and uh, we, we try to put out a good product. I think we're funny. If nothing else, I think we're funny, because it's rare that you can play back yourself and laugh. And I can do that, so it's 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 pretty neat. Well, and you, we we enjoy
2: it. There's always a, an, an audible chuckle from me every show. Like there's always something that gets me. wrong. because I'll I'll kind of be doing stuff around the house or whatever, listening to you guys, and then somebody will say something that makes me kind of stop and just like cracks me up. I'm like,
3: <laughs> what did they just say? Like, that yeah. was funny. You know what yeah, I mean, you so. should hear you should hear it when it, when I'm in the room and I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> it's 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 pretty fun
2: oh good stuff man well chuck we appreciate you thank you very much for uh for everything again that you do and uh and raider nation check them out uh send them an email check into those tickets Uh, check out a neighbor nation check out the fan club blitz and uh chuck you know as as always we got to end our interviews with a message to raider nation so you got anything before we let you
3: go yeah always man you know quit uh you know turn turn off all these media morons who have nothing to do with the Raiders Half of them have nothing to do with football. They're not connected to the organization. They have no inside information and they're all just repeating the same crap and, and running with, with, you know, they'll take one little snippet of like something that actually happened. And then the rest of it is just all their opinions going around a circular table. Stop buying into all that stuff, you know, and don't get overhyped either. Wait for the team to actually hit the field. Week one, we've got two brutal games, uh, week one and two. Without you know incognito, which you know that kills me. I, we could really use him in those two games. <laughs> you know, don't don't get overhyped and and you know never sleep on the divisional games, especially when you know we're still the Raiders right now. We we have to come into the with without having the expectations that we're the Raiders of 1980 we're we're until this season starts we're the Raiders of last season now I think we're going to be better nothing's been on the field yet you can't judge by preseason you can't judge by all the cool stuff that gets said and done on hard knocks um enjoy it roll with it and then uh you know when the season starts let's hope for the best let's rally behind the team and uh yeah we'll 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 all make the phone calls to Raiders fan radio and you know give our opinions and complaints and grievances but at the end of the day we're not coaching the team and we're not on the field so if we were the team would be way worse (laughs) (laughs) that I know
2: (laughs) well said my friend well said Uh, That's great. All right, well, Chuck, we appreciate you joining us uh, for this RFR conversation, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
3: All right, thanks a lot, Murph.
1: Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.
0: Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.